Hey there, everybody, and welcome to A Friend in Me, a podcast about friendship, culture, and the kingdom of God, all through the lens of Pixar. I'm back. Thank you for your patience. I have just started a new job as a resident director at my alma mater, Gordon College. So I will be in charge of a dorm this year, helping care for students, which I'm really excited about, but it has made it difficult to record episodes while also working and starting to get my feet under me here at the school. So I do have an episode for you today, but it's actually a bonus episode that I previously released on my Patreon only uh, account, but I'm going to release it here now for you all to listen to. This episode is a conversation with my friend Joe Barnhart, who is a friend from Gordon. And instead of focusing on one of the feature films of Pixar, we actually zoomed in on two animated shorts. One of them, a classic, one of the original Pixar shorts, Jerry's Game, with the old man playing chess. And another one that's newer on Disney+, Plus, one of the Pixar Spark shorts called Smash and Grab. So those are the two that we talked about. If you want to pause this now, you could go and watch them. If you have Disney Plus, you probably can find Jerry's Game on YouTube as well. And then you can come back and listen to this pod. I have recorded the Ratatouille episode. It is in process, uh, but I haven't edited it yet. So next time in two weeks from today, there will be the Ratatouille episode. I know a lot of you love that movie. It is a really good one. So I thank you for your patience as I figure out production schedules and fitting that in with my new job. I hope that you enjoy this conversation with Joe and I. It was a fun one. He was also on my Lightyear episode. So some of you may remember Joe from that. And yeah, he's a great guy to have on. And I hope you enjoy this conversation. And I'm excited to next time bring you a conversation on Ratatouille with my friends Patrick and Allison. That was a really good conversation as well. So without further ado, here is the bonus episode of Joe and I discussing Jerry's Game and Smash and Grab. My name is Joe. Welcome to Porter's Patreon. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We got a bonus episode for you today. Hello, and welcome to the first bonus episode, the first Patreon supporter-only episode of A Friend in Me. I'm really excited to uh, get this out to you all. Thank you so much for your support and encouragement with this new project that I've been working on. I'm here today with my friend, Joe, who actually is one of you. He is a Patreon supporter. How are you doing, Joe? Hey, Porter. Yeah, I'm great. Uh, I think I was number two of your on Patreon. You were number um, two. I'm very excited to support. Uh, the first episode of Toy Story with Akash was great. And I'm happy to be a part of the first bonus episode. Yeah, here we go. What tier are you on the Patreon? I'm just a, a basic $5 tier. Mike Wazowski. Yeah, is that what, I, yeah. <laughs> what are the other tiers? It's Mike Wazowski, Lightning McQueen, and then... Buzz Lightyear. So, yeah, I'm just a Mike. Mike Wazowski, yeah, he's great. Shout out to all you uh, Buzz Lightyear and Lightning McQueens out there. Oh, man. Okay, so, Joe, introduce yourself to our crew. Who are you? What do you do? How did we meet? 
Yeah, my name is Joe. I am from Pennsylvania originally. Porter and I met at Gordon College, much like a lot of his guests. Um, <laughs> and specifically, though, we played a lot of spike ball together. And so where our friendship grew, our team name was Serve One Another. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and now I'm a business analyst in South Carolina. And so Porter is visiting me live from my my home where recording this. That's right. I traveled all the way to South Carolina to give you all this content. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I was at a preaching conference in Greenville, but got to stay with my boy. Yeah, so. I'm happy to have you. Excited to watch some Pixar shorts. We've been playing a lot of board games the last couple of nights. What's the record, Joe, so far? <laughs> uh, you know, by the time this comes out, I'll have corrected this record, but right at the time of this recording, I'm losing two to five in yeah, board games. He is. <laughs> but there's still time to, to come back. Yeah, that's true. One thing about Spikeball that is funny is Joe is always the one that everyone wanted to be partnered with. And usually he would choose me to partner with him. And I always felt good. But it was always like Joe's the best. And then Gabe and I would specifically be kind of angling for uh, Joe's partnership. But usually I would win out on that, I feel like. Is that yeah, true? I mean, that's <laughs> one of the only times people were, you know, fighting for me to be their partner. But, <laughs> but yeah, I was always what? happy no. to, to pick Porter <laughs> on my team. I had the, the defensive hustle factor. It goes a long way in that game. Yeah, for sure. And serve one another, our team name. One time we were at a tournament and a guy <laughs> asked us, serve one another, are you guys Mormon or something like that? <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I remember that. The best time I remember you like hurt yourself really badly and I had to tie your shoe for you because you were trying to like continue playing on like a hurt knee or something. And it was like the epitome of our name. Was, yeah. No, I great. had such bad cramps. It oh, was, was my that? legs were cramping up and we were in the final and I was like limping around. Yeah. You weren't about to quit. It was no. like, yeah, but you couldn't bend over to tie your shoe. So that was rough. It was, uh, yeah. The other team let us take a break to eat a banana for me to eat a banana. That's true. That was nice of them. That was nice. Of it them. didn't help at all, but <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, that has nothing to do with Pixar, but you know, that's just kind of a little background on Joe and I. Yeah, this is the this is the paywall episode. We can say whatever we want, you know. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> you no, but it should be the better content, right? Like this well, is what yeah. you pay for. Yeah. It is the better content because I'm here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the elite guests get to be on this <laughs> uh, this paywall episode. Oh man. Okay, so here's the plan. There's going to be all different sorts of bonus content, but some of them will be focused on Pixar shorts. You asked, we answered. Actually, it was Joe and Julianne, his girlfriend, who asked, maybe you should do bonus episodes on Pixar shorts. That's what we're doing. So we're going to watch one old Pixar short, one of the originals, and then we're going to watch one of the more recent ones. So, Joe, you want to introduce... Uh, our first one, you said it was one of the few ones you remember from childhood. So tell us about this. You can maybe mm -hmm. read the summary as well that they have. Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, in 1997, uh, this, this short came out uh, before Bugs, A Bug's Life, which if you haven't listened to the Bug's Life episode, definitely give it a, a look. But you're all Patreon supporters, so you probably have. <laughs> but before this short is... 
the description is is it Gary or Jerry? I want to say Jerry. I think Jerry. Jerry plays a day long game of chess against himself. Somehow he begins losing to his livelier self. But just when the game's nearly over, Jerry manages to turn the tables. <laughs> now that is an interesting synopsis because it literally spoiled the entire thing. I feel like they could have been more vague in that. It's story. only four minutes. I don't think you can really <laughs> put a description without spoiling it. That's fair. I mean, you could say an old man plays chess with his friend or something. So then you're not spoiling the main conceit. Yeah, but they also come. It's you know it's himself in the very beginning. You're right. You're right. They do show it. Okay. So anyway, you've probably seen it, but if you haven't, it's the old man playing chess across the table with himself. We literally just told Joe just read the entire thing, but we're gonna watch it right now, and then after we watch it, we're gonna talk about it and do some deep analysis <laughs> of this four minute short. Joe, I. I have high expectations for what you're going to draw out from this. I have been playing a lot of chess lately, and I'm ready to analyze this game. Oh, so we're going to a chess expert on air to talk about this game. That's exciting. Okay, let's do it. Let's play. At this point, I would recommend that you watch Jerry's game so that you can understand the conversation that Joe and I had about it. You can find Jerry's Game on Disney Plus, or you can find it on YouTube.com. Jerry is spelled G-E-R-I. And if you search Jerry's Game on Disney Plus or YouTube, you'll be able to find it. The next one that we talk about, Smash and Grab, is only found on Disney Plus, but we do give a little bit more of a summary of that episode if you don't have Disney Plus. All right. I've been brushing my teeth too hard recently because my mom has been like giving me a hard time about my gums and my gums hurt right now. I just have to say that. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Brushing too hard. Wow. Um, so Joe, we just watched this classic. What are your initial observations about this game? Jerry's game. Well, yeah, I have very fond memories of as a child watching this short on VHS, you know, just rewinding it all the way back to the yeah. Pixar short ahead of the, the movie. Oh, gee. Yeah. And I have to say I did not have a good remem memory of it because I, I don't remember the old, well, one part of the old man being so aggressive against the other. Yeah. He just smacks all the pieces. White just gets destroyed. Like, it is yeah. so fast. It's like when we're playing spike ball against people. <laughs> like, they just get You don't expect it, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere... All your pieces are gone. Yeah. So, yeah, he's aggressive. And I kind of thought as a kid that they didn't reveal that it's the same man until the end. But they literally show it right away. Yeah. But then they do such a good job of, like, making it look like two different people. Yeah. Almost like a Lord of the Rings, like, schizophrenia, Gollum situation. As a, kid, as a kid, I did not understand that Gollum was only one... Like, they, they fooled me as a kid <laughs> when I was watching Lord of the Rings. You thought it was two different characters? Yeah, I was so confused. I was like, what? <laughs> Where does this other guy keep coming from? And that's how you feel with Jerry's game, too. Yeah. As a kid, probably. Well, I think I knew, because wa you watch him going back <laughs> <Sure>. and forth. <laughs> well, I wasn't that perceptive, apparently. Okay, so I'm going to pull up some trivia 
okay. about the about the short before we kind of dig into analyzing <laughs> the themes. Okay. All right. Here's some trivia about Jerry's game. So this was the first Pixar production to have a human main character. That's kind of an interesting point because they weren't very good at animating humans yet. What do you think about Jerry's design as an old man? He's very expressive. They have a lot of, I mean, just like what I was saying, they show two almost completely different personalities within the same model. And that's all like detailed animation work. Yeah. And uh, he, he, he looks kind of, uh, he looks a lot better than the humans they had animated so far in this time in their history. So Andy and his mom aren't that great. That baby in that short earlier, do you remember that horrifying baby in Tin Toy? <laughs> no, okay, I Okay, maybe we'll have to watch that one, but. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't even remember, like, all, as my memory of Andy and his mom are just like their lower half. Like they don't even animate the faces that much in the actual movies. Yeah, you're right. That's true. Well, in the first one, once they got to Toy Story 2, they could, they had better human animation, but. Right. But this came out and after, before Bugs Life, which yeah. would have been before Toy Story exactly. 2. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And Jerry is actually in Toy Story 2. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. He is the old man who restores Woody. Oh, the, the toy, yeah. Yeah. Who paints Andy's name off of his boot. Exactly. So they brought him back because he was so well animated. I have some question, trivia questions for you, okay? Okay. You're going to see what if you can I'm get ready. It. What is the only line of dialogue in this film's script? The short that we just yeah, watched? Yeah, the short we just watched. It only has one written line. And it was four minutes long. Yeah. It was him laughing. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Close. It says aha. Aha. Okay. Yeah. Aha. I had one letter off. Okay. Yeah, you're right. If you just switch the H and A. Ha ha. I was really aha. confused for a second that I missed like some actual words. No, yeah, the laughter for sure, but aha. Okay. And then one other question for you. Okay, so in the US, this was released with Bugs Life. What movie was it re- released with in the UK? <laughs> I'm going to say, based on my new information about him being in Toy Story 2, I'm going to say Toy Story 2. All right. The correct answer is Ice Age 2, The Meltdown. (laughs) (laughs) It says it was released in the UK with Ice Age 2. In 2006? In 2006, yeah. And apparently, it wasn't released in France or Brazil until Ralph Breaks the Internet. Wreck-It Ralph 2. Is this why the UK is bad at chess? Oh, oh, is that... (laughs) Is that historical? Is that a thing? No, no, I don't know. I mean, the popular chess people you think of, none of them are really British, but but none of them are really. None of them are really. No, she's American. Oh shoot! (laughs) That's the thing. Like she, her character is kind of based off of um, Bobby Fischer, loosely, very loosely. um, Okay. Who is like the most famous American chess player? Okay. Now let me look up real quick. I want to see if this won an Oscar or anything. I think it did, but let's see. Jerry's game Oscar. Yep, it won the Academy Award for Best Short Film in 1998. Wow. There you go. Animated short film. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, well, that's the trivia. You did well. You got you got, I got half some. of one of them right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An Ice Age 2. I mean, no one's going to guess that. No, yeah. that's You can fool your friends with that one. Yeah. Um, 
next trivia night, guys, that's going to be the question that was going to win you the trivia night. So you're welcome. Okay. What do you think about the chess? Because you're a chess player, Joe. I'm not, I'm not into that world, but. Yeah, to be clear, I'm a very bad chess player relative to the chess world, but relative to people who don't play chess, I am probably okay. (laughs) But the chess. I'd hope so compared to people who don't play at all. But yeah, chess really was brutal. I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense. White (laughs) blunders on like turn four, and black is just tearing them apart. And at the end of the game, you know, white is in presumably check or a stalemate situation. And then, you know, Jerry flips the board around and then black takes a second move in a row yeah. after the board flip. So that's, you know, you get a little bit outside the, the realm of classical normal chess <laughs> at that point. But, you know, overall, you start with a nice king's pawn opening. Yeah. And then it just breaks down from there. Yeah, it started off within the realm of, of real chess, and then it just kind of quickly goes haywire. I've never seen anyone that bad at chess. I'm not even that bad. That's true. As White was. But he was too timid, right? Yeah, well, every move he was just giving away pieces <laughs> to Black. Yeah. I wonder if he was purposefully, like, you know how he has this Gollum situation going on. Is he purposefully losing on the one side so that his other side can feel that domination and victory you think yeah i mean i think it's it's an interesting question because you're he's playing himself yeah and on the one hand he is getting that huge sense of victory and and thrill of just absolutely crushing your opponent yeah but on the other hand he is the opponent getting crushed and he's it's getting like demoralized he's, he's yeah. beating himself and so you could really send it both directions that he Maybe he just is feeling down and wants to beat himself up a little bit. Oh, wow. And so he's letting (laughs) his more livelier side just thrash him in this game of chess. Well, that seems like deep (laughs) psychological. Like, yeah, maybe he's going through stuff. Yeah, what has he been through in his life to make him this dissociative and wanting to, like, crush his self? But then, at the same time, (laughs) at at the end, he has to, like, fake his own, like, heart attack. (laughs) To get out, because then his then his livelier self is like gets like removed from the game for a second, checks his pulse, and is like, "Wait a minute, am I actually okay? Like, I need to take it easy on myself. I might be too stressed." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's in an interesting dynamic. Have you ever faked an injury to help yourself in a competition? That's my question, Joe. That's a good question. I am a soccer player, and that's pretty rampant in the soccer community people just like going down easily but i don't think i ever have i have rarely ever got hurt at all until i tore my acl and then that was kind of the injury to end all injuries but yeah that was taking i mean if anything like maybe i'm i'm winded a little bit and i want to like i want to like take a little rest but uh, i don't think i've ever like actually faked an injury to help myself out so when you were playing that flag football game and you took a dive for the end zone and we all heard a loud pop, that was not fake. Is that no, what you're I, saying? Yeah. I, I, no, actually, it was fake. <laughs> I, but I had to, like, commit to the bit. So I, I got surgery on my knee and I spent, like, months in physical therapy. Oh, just that, you know, I really sold it to the intramural flag football game. Yeah, you, you really did. <laughs> 
wow, what if they had that in Jerry's game? He had him rush to the ER, and they like went like, <laughs> and, then, the and then once he's there, he goes, aha, and switches the board <laughs> and checkmates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that would have been much longer of a short, I feel like. But, huh, okay, so Jerry, he, he fakes the heart attack, he flips the board. Now, I'm wondering which of the two, so there's the, we've been saying the livelier self and maybe the more timid self, which one are you? So we, usually with my friends, I say, which character is which, okay? Or what character are you from the movie? So which of those two do you think is me? And which of those is you? <laughs> I mean, I think I don't, I, he's the same person. He's one guy, right? He is one so, guy. Like, it's so are we both him? <laughs> yeah, I think at times, like I think I'm both at times. You know, sometimes you're the timid person who's just like, a little bit down on himself and like ready to let people steamroll over you. Yeah. And sometimes you're the, you're feeling really confident, really aggressive. And you're like, let me just, I'm on top of the world. I can't do, I can't make a wrong move. Yeah. But in this moment, I feel more like the livelier side because I'm <laughs> trying to psychologically get ready to beat you in more board games this afternoon. That's good. But as for you, I think, I think you are probably I don't see you as being timid, um, just in general. So I would if I had to pick one for you, I'd pick the the, the black pieces dominating the white pieces. Okay, so when I'm playing Clank, I am the the black one. I'm dominating you, right? But then when we're playing, what's it called? Onikama. Onitama. When we're playing Onitama, then you're the more you're the one crushing me. It's so, true. Yeah. Well, there you go. I guess we're both Jerry. <laughs> if I had to say which one you are, Joe, I would say Jerry. Of all the characters in the yeah. short, I think you're Jerry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can yeah. definitely say that for sure. Yeah, you as well. Okay, well, do you have false teeth to give me when I beat you tonight in, in board games? I do not. Okay. But maybe I'll give you a, a softer toothbrush so your gums don't hurt. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah, I think it's my, I think it's the user error, <laughs> I would say. I don't think it's the toothbrush you're too. Fault. You're too much, you're too lively brushing your teeth. You're yeah. like, I just gotta dominate these, these, these gums, these germs, the plaque. The plaque yeah. Yeah. Huh, that's so good. Maybe <laughs> I should like take on two personalities when I brush, or no, one when I brush and one when I floss, you know? Like the more timid one, yeah, brushes. But Turns then out I'm aggressive when I floss. There's a lot to learn about from Jerry. There is, there yeah. is, and I hope that he goes and finds help. Okay, so if, if I think that's the message for us, is if we are kind of like dealing with this desire to crush ourselves, that maybe we do need some assistance and uh, should seek help. Maybe. Yeah, if it's that side, if it's more <laughs> of like a release, like you're just you're you know feeling in yourself a little bit and you just got to let out the, the anger. Sure, sure. You're just making some confident moves. I think that's okay. But if it's like you're punishing yourself, then yeah, I, I would agree. Okay. Yeah. So you can get out, you can be aggressive, but try not to do it at your own expense or at someone else's expense. Yeah, that's fair. Well, there you go. That, that was Jerry's game. A great Pixar classic. Any final thoughts? No, I, I'm actually really excited for our for the more modern short that we're going to watch. I think there's a lot more. It's twice as long, so that alone is going to provide a lot more to talk about. Yeah. But 
This I mean, one we is, really had to reach a little bit far in Jerry's game, but I think we did okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about this next one, too. We're actually going to be watching Ice Age 2, The Meltdown. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're not watching that. Uh, we're going to watch, it's called Smash and Grab, and I'm going to read the summary or the synopsis of Smash and Grab, which I will say I think is a better written synopsis. It doesn't give away as much, but here you go. After years of toiling away inside the engine room of a towering locomotive, two antiquated robots will risk everything for freedom and for each other. Oh, that's epic. Yeah, one of the tags is Buddy. Oh, yeah, tag Buddy, which is perfect for us to watch it here in South Carolina with my buddy. Teams serve one another coming at you with smash and grab. It also says survival as one of them. Wow. Which is also perfect. That's for the us. <laughs> that's the the word I would use for you eating that banana mid game in spike ball. <laughs> yeah. I was a survivor. Thank you so much to that other team who let us take that break, even though we were better than them. <laughs> we came back and won, right? Yeah. After they let us take a break. Well, we were already we knew we were better than them. If I wasn't limping, we would have yeah, crushed them. True. But anyway, like Jerry. Anyway. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll just stop. We'll just watch Smash and Grab, but True to fact, I do need to pee again. I so. need to pee too. Actually. Okay, we're going to go pee, and we'll be back with Smash and Grab. Okay. This recording is on less than 30 minutes. It will be three times. Oh, man. That's crazy. All right. I'm back. Joe's still peeing, but I just saw breaking news that Christian Yelich of the Milwaukee Brewers just hit for the cycle, and he had a triple in the ninth inning. So I just want to say shout out to Christian Yelich. That's clutch. It's hard to hit a triple in the top of the ninth uh, to, to, to hit for the cycle. That's pretty impressive. <clears throat> I know I got some Patreon supporters who are baseball fans. So congrats, Christian Yelich. Good job, my brother. Uh, Joe is back. <laughs> if you notice, these bonus episodes, they're going to be a little bit more off the chain. They're going to be a little less formal. I hope that you guys can vibe with that. How, what do you think about that, Joe? As a Patreon supporter, what do you think about the off-the-chain vibes? <laughs> That's a really great question, Porter. <laughs> I think it's important to be authentic with your fans. And, you know, you want a clean, polished version of your podcast for Spotify and Apple. So, if you know, if any new people are coming in to, to see you who don't know you, maybe, or don't know yeah, yeah. or aren't uh, familiar with your work, <laughs> then you get, they get a nice clean product. But in the Patreon, you already got them reeled in. You got their money. Just give them some fun. Yeah, give them the fun. Give them the excitement. Jerry's game, and now we're going to watch Smash and Grab. So buckle in. This one's good. Hey, everyone. Now is the time I would suggest you watch Smash and Grab on Disney Plus. Is there a post credits scene? No, it's just a minute of credits. Okay. All right. We just watched Smash and Grab, directed by Brian Larson. It's a good one. It's a Spark Shorts on Disney+. Plus. You should check it out. 
What do you think, Joe? Give us some initial observations or thoughts. Yeah, Porter, what a short. That was incredible. Yeah. I, you love to see a good, um, like, beautiful friendship, like a relationship that's not built on romance. You know, they, there's yeah. a lot going on there. Um, what did you think of it? You specifically love to see a relationship that's not built on romance? Is that what you're saying? Or? Yeah, because, like, so many of these, uh, like, shorts or just yeah, any any yeah. sort of, like, plot is a lot of times you see one character fighting for their love or yeah. fighting to win, like, the ability to be with the person that they want. But in this case, it was the robot fighting to be with, like, his best friend that he spent so long and fighting for their freedom. Yeah, it's like a buddy, you know, fighting for your buddy, you know, yeah, your, yeah. your bro. That's good. Okay. So I really think they did a good job of not wasting any space here. They just have everything's there for you from the very beginning. So we start off, we see these two robots smash and grab, and they have their own roles in the team, but they're having fun together. Like smash, he tosses the coal over to, is it coal or is it some other energy source? I mean, it's a futuristic resource that's powering the train. Yeah, yeah. it's like coal, but blue and, and shiny. Um, but grab at first, he's not very athletic. Like he's kind of struggling. Smash seems to be the better athlete. Yeah. I think grab, he can catch the coal really well, but he has terrible aim trying to try to throw it. Yeah. He's kind of a klutz. Yeah. So he, he keeps missing. He's kind of like me trying to shoot a basketball. Um, but then eventually he gets it in. We celebrate. They go for a high five. And what happens, Joe? So they're powering this train and they're attached to a power source via a cable and they get, they get within inches, millimeters of each other to go for the high five and they just can't reach because they're tied just barely. It's such a tease. They're just barely far away from each other. They can't connect. Yeah. It's almost like their situation has, they're, they're purposefully set up to be unable to touch each other. So they're supposed to be able to function and work together, but they're not supposed to be able to connect. Yeah, and I imagine, I'm sure you're taking this in a more metaphorical way, but I imagine that is purposeful from the overlords above who designed the train so that nothing nefarious happens where one robot tries to cut the other one loose. Yeah, or you don't want there to be any sort of unionizing of the robots. Maybe. Right, right. Like they just have to do their individual task, don't group up, don't become friends. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would, I would say that seems right. Do you feel like you have work friends, Joe, or you kind of just clock in, clock out? Like, what's your, what's your work dynamic? Do you have a buddy that you just high five or want to, but the cubicle like is in the way? Or <laughs> tell me. About I mean, that. I, I've only been at my current job for about six months. Yeah, and there's I for the most part I am the age of my coworkers' children, <laughs> so. There's one or two uh, younger coworkers that I have that I've gotten to know, but definitely no high-fiving happening. You okay. know, we share some fun stories, talk about, do the usual small talk, but... So you um, haven't found the grab to your smash yet. Right. Okay. Well, what if I want to be... Uh, smash? Or no, you're grab. You want to be grab? No, you're right. I want to be smash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. Like, if I think about you and Spikeball, I'm thinking you're, you're Smash, I'm Grab, I think. 
All right. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. Well, here, here's my thoughts on this. The high five. Okay. You want to high five your buddy, but you miss or you can't get there. There's awkward high fives kind of are the worst. We feel the pain of missing a high five. Have you ever felt that when you just like are going for a high five with someone and for some reason it's just a horrible miss? You either or like an or- awkward handshake. Oh. You know, you go in for you go in for the fist bump and then they they reach for the handshake and then you guys both switch. Oh yeah, brutal. And during COVID now it got weird too because then some people they'll like you go for the handshake they back away and they pull out their hand sanitizer. <laughs> So like that's even worse, right? But I don't know. Ooh. Okay. So yeah, they they set it up well. This yeah. this nice they're they're friendly coworkers. They they want to be able to high five after their fun game of smash and grab, but they can't. So then, grab sees these two robots outside the window who seem to be maybe the elite class, like the 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 uh, rich of this planet, you think? Yeah, or? I was getting like Hunger Games vibes with the, the capital versus the other districts. And yeah. He, and he was looking out into the capital to see the, the elite robots. Yeah. It gave me Rogue One vibes. There's that scene where they're like staring up at like some like, you know, like landing yeah, pad. In the, in the in that one planet with all the rich uh, war, people who sell all the weapons to the Empire. Yeah, something like that. Anyway... They look out and they see these robots and they're touching hands. Now that might've been romantic. That might've just been two, two buddies touching hands as well. But he sees this connection and he realizes that's what I want. I wanna be able to high five grab. Like here I am working with my buddy. I can't even touch him. I can't give, feel that like high five. So I'm gonna do something about it. So gr- Smash is a bold one and he decides to go on this mission. Yeah, he wants the freedom. He- yeah is tethered to his power source, the cable, and and it's restricting him from being with his buddy. Yeah. And he wants freedom, not only for himself, but for b- the both of them. And so he, you know, he also, he looks again out the window and sees these mobile power sources being packed into the, the very train that they are working on, or a very similar one. And he, it gives him an idea. Yeah, so he decides, I'm going to go get one of these power sources and I'm going to be the one to cut us from these tethers. So he takes his drill and instead of drilling the coal, the blue shiny coal, he drills through his tether. Is that what we're calling it? A tether? Yeah. Sure. So he drills through his tether and he goes and he brings back two power sources. They're going to wear them. They're, and they're now free, basically. They can hop out of their train container with this power source that is no longer attached to the train. But that's when the bad guys come. Yeah, yeah. as he's on this little mini heist, he sets off the alarm. And before they even get a chance to high five in this newfound freedom, they're under attack. Yeah, and here's this thing. Th- these villains, they are kind of together. Like, they're free. They're not tethered but they don't seem to care about each other. <laughs> They're just shooting yeah. at Smash and Grab. There's They're like one. me and my coworkers, you know? We're there to do a job and not talk to one another oh, and not man. have fun. Instead of like me and Joe playing spike ball where we're high-fiving a lot, right? Okay, so they come out of the train. They're getting shot at, so pretty violent for Pixar, but they're getting shot at actively. 
Smash starts hitting him over the villains. He's there. He's hitting him over this to grab. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a re reimagination of what they did at the beginning with yeah. the coal. Yeah. Smash is smacking him over. Grab is catching them and then holding them up to be smashed by because they're on top of the train. So they have fast moving signs that are just obliterating these yeah. robots. So Grab, luckily for Grab, he doesn't have to throw these robots through a small hole because if he did, they would probably <laughs> lose. All he has to do is catch and, and put it up in the air and these robots are getting destroyed. Okay, so then Grab gets shot in the arm. His arm falls off and what does Smash do, Joe? Smash is pissed. He immediately <laughs> yeah. runs. Yeah. I would be too. He if, if, if yeah. my arm fell off, yeah. You would, you would. I would be angry, yeah. yeah. I'd so be like, you, this is Spike Ball. Why are you shooting my friend in the arm? This is friendly match with Spike Ball. Okay, anyway, keep going. So then, yeah, he runs over to the, uh, the, person, the robot that did this and immediately just busts him up. Yeah. Well, no, he, Wait, how no, does, no, no, no. I don't he even goes remember. in defense. He leans over his friend and he grabs the power source, his own power source. So he is risking his own life. He grabs the power source out of his, unplugs it from himself and chucks it at the villains because he knows that it's going to explode. So it explodes. The train goes flying. All the villains die. And, but now here's the dilemma. They only have one power source left and there's two of them. So grab... He's the one whose arm got shot off. He wakes up with like a, just a tiny amount of power left. And what does he do? He uh, attaches himself to Smash. So they merge and they actually, they get the power source linked between both of them. So now they're tethered, but instead of being tethered apart from each other, they're tethered to each other, which there's something beautiful there. Mm -hmm. Don't you think? Yeah. And we get the beautiful scene of them finally doing that, the perfect high five. Yeah. I feel like people in long distance relationships, like that's the feeling they might have when they finally are able to like be in the same place as the one that they love. I don't know, Joe, if you <laughs> have any like sense that that yeah. relates or, yeah. Well, right. So for context, I was in a long distance relationship for about two years and about a year ago, I am now tethered i guess in the, in <laughs> the same close area proximity yeah. to my girlfriend which has been really great and yeah i mean for so long it was like you were out of reach right right yeah, yeah. and then now we can high five whenever we want yeah <laughs> that is excellent i'm so happy for you and julie <laughs> and with that okay so let's say this but i think it's more about you know they they, did, they just wanted to be with each other, right? It doesn't matter where they were. Yeah. If they could have been high-fiving in the train, they might have been happy to stay there. But yeah. the reality is they had to break free. And if it means that they're tied to each other, it's still better than being apart. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's almost like there are limitations in life that can be oppressive. So the limitation that was keeping them from being with each other as friends. But then there's some limitations in life that can actually be a blessing. So they're still limited. They still have this tether. They're not completely free at the mm -hmm. end, but they're tethered to another robot who loves them, who cares about them. They're tethered to their friend. So it's kind of showing, okay, limitations and being tethered to something isn't always a bad thing. It's just you want to be tethered to the right thing. 
Yeah, and I don't know if this is where you're headed, but I was thinking that Smash can almost be like a Jesus figure in Whoa. a way. Yeah, is do that, it. Go there, John. Yeah. Go. Because, yeah. you know, he quite literally when... So, like, okay, to really bake the metaphor fully, Smash... No, sorry, Grab gets his arm shot off, and that's kind of like you know, sinful human nature. Yep. And then Smash immediately goes in a protective mode over us yep. and, you know, blows the sin up, basically. With his own with power With his own source. power source. Yeah. And kind of sacrifices himself. And now Grab has to, us, we have to now cling to Jesus Christ and to there you go. God to, in order to, you know, find our source of, you know, grace and hope and, and power. And now we're tethered to him right. and there's freedom in being tethered to him. Look exactly. Yeah. It's beautiful. Wow. Oh my gosh, dude. I'm thinking of, remember when God and Adam and the Michelangelo and they're like reaching for each other and their fingers are about to touch. That's like the high five <laughs> at the beginning of the movie. They can't touch anymore. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. On the Sistine Chapel, the ceiling. Can right? someone make fan art of <laughs> smash and grab? <laughs> Like in a cloud, like the Sistine Chapel, like the God and Adam. Is that the birth of Adam? Is that what that's called? Or what? Is it? Are they being separated from the at that point, or is that one? Oh no, he's about to give him the spark of life. Right. Okay, so never mind. It's, it's not, not quite the same. The metaphor doesn't work as well. But it's a same. It's a nice image. I still want to see that fan art. So if someone <laughs> wants to make like smash and grab, reaching towards each other in a Sistine Chapel form, hit me up. That would be good. Okay, so. We did it last time with Jerry. I think, I, th I can't remember. Did I say you were Jerry last time? <laughs> or Well, it's really tough because yeah. Jerry is like a really important character in that first short that we watched. But yeah. I, uh, there's just so many other options that you could be. Yeah. Okay. So now in this new one, <laughs> in this new one, we have a couple more options. Uh, he was Jerry. I was Jerry. That was tough, but we decided on that. <laughs> So now this next one, who am I, Joe? And then I'm going to tell you who you, I kind of already spoiled it, but hit me up. Who am I, Joe? I think, hmm, I think you're Jerry. <laughs> no, in there Smash and Grab, I think Porter is probably, I mean, it's hard because, you know, we just went through that extended metaphor. So now I'm like, it, yeah. Am I the sinner or am I the savior? Is <laughs> right. That, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm no, like, we're all sinners. I'm of the course. sinner. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But like, outside of that metaphor, I think, um, I think you could be Smash. I was thinking you're Smash because if you want to take it back to Spikeball, which has been a common theme. Yeah. You were always setting me in Spikeball, and I would, even though the name is Smash, he was really a passer. You know, he would. He would just support. Oh. He would support Grab in a lot of ways, and he he's was, chucking it over. Yeah. yeah, he's he's hitting the robots to let Grab destroy him. He's chucking over the coal so Grab can yeah. power the train. And it's like you were always a very supportive role. Yeah, for me in Spikeball and in other ways, I would say. Okay, well, he. So you're saying I'm Smash because of kind of that setting role, right? Okay. Well, I'm gonna say you're Smash, but more in the drilling role. Okay, so Smash also he can more in his namesake. Yeah, exactly, because yeah. he smashes that thing. And let me tell you, I used to yell at Joe. I would set it up to him, and I'd be like, "Spank that, Joe!" I'd be like, "Spank that ball!" And then he'd be like, "We're at a public tournament. <laughs> you're embarrassing me." 
You remember that when I would say that? Yeah, I don't think I said that necessarily, but I was yeah. thinking it for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, I'd say, I said it. I'm like, spank it, spank it. And what, what do you know? He spanked that thing, okay? He would crush it off the net. And so he is Smash. And that, look at that. We're both, we are both Jerry and we're both Smash. So, okay. So, Joe, do you know what movie this uh, Smash and Grab came out with? Is that a trick question? <laughs> no, I don't know what movie. Okay, it was actually Ice Age 7. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, no, it, it didn't come out with the movie. Yeah, okay, that's uh, what yeah. I was going to say, because it's, it's part of the Spark Shorts. Which it's direct to Disney+. Plus. didn't seem yeah. like they came out with films. Yeah, well, if, if any of you haven't watched Spark Shorts, I would highly recommend it. There's some really good ones. And Smash and Grab, honestly, is probably one of my favorite Spark Shorts I've seen. It has all the things you're looking for. Great storyline. Great buildup. Let's give it a start. Let's give both of these films before we hang up the good old boots from for this episode. Let's give a star rating to both of these shorts, Joe. What is this out of five? Out of five. Jerry's game first, then smash and grab. I think Jerry's game, the way I'm gonna break it down is two out of five for quality and gets a bonus star for me for the nostalgia factor. So Whoa. making a three out of five total. That's rough on the two out of five. Okay. I'm going to say three and a half out of five total, but, but for quality, like I, it's not getting any like pity points. I think it's pretty good. I mean, in terms of it's clever, the animation, you got to realize it came out in 1997. So the animation was great at that point. Right. Yeah, the animation was likely ahead of its time, but what I'm my critiques are the chess. The chess didn't quite do it for me. The box wasn't big enough to hold all the pieces. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. That one doesn't matter. <laughs> but the uh, it comes down to just after watching Smash and Grab, just the the complexity and dynamics of Smash and Grab yeah. were just way beyond that of. Jerry's game. So it, That's it, true. it limited Jerry, like comparing it to modern day stories that we have in shorts, Jerry's game gets a two for me. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Compared to Queen's Gambit, which is a better chess story, do you think? Jerry's game has a lot of the same themes going on as Queen's Gambit, I think. Queen, Queen's Gambit <laughs> really is barely about chess. It's really just a self destructive individual. Yeah. And just like Jerry's just game. Like, yeah, yeah, really. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's She's, a good point. Like, there's two versions of we herself. We could do a whole podcast on comparison yeah. of Jerry's game <laughs> and, and Queen's, Queen's Gambit. Gambit. Yeah, because there really are two, what's her character's name? Two Anya Taylor-Joys. Uh, I don't remember the character, but. Yeah, I don't either. There's two versions. One of us, well, no. We're not going to go that far. Three, and a, three for Joe, three and a half for me. Okay, now let's hear it for smash and grab or do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? i'm prepared okay you go to give smash and grab a five out of five Ooh. i think it's a great um for how short it is it's only eight minutes no yeah eight minutes long and it's almost like if they made that first 10 minutes of up into a short Whoa! I don't know if it's that emotional. I was. It was good. I mean, yeah. I wasn't. Yeah, up, up is obviously a very. That's like kind of a outlier, outstanding. Yeah. Ten out of ten. Yeah. But this is like you know it gets a similar feel going in in the short nature. Yeah. You, you feel sad that they can't high five, and then 
there's like a mini action film built in between this beautiful story of um, smash and grab. Yeah. I agree with you, Joe. I think it's five stars. I think they hit it on every level. There's not a single wasted moment. Every single character bit, every single shot matters. And the ending, like I, like we talked about, the ending is really beautiful because it, it comes full circle. Instead of being tethered apart, they're tethered together and there's beauty in that. And yeah, and it's yeah. not it's not like a perfect happy ending where they're both free on alone. There was a sacrifice that had to be made, and I think that adds a lot of depth to the ending. Yeah, and hopefully, maybe there's going to be a smash and grab too, where they're able to inspire these other robots to stop shooting each other and maybe have some fun at work with each other. And my here's my hope after watching this is Joe, I hope that you go to work tomorrow and that you high five one of your coworkers. That's my challenge to you. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up Smash and Grab and have it <laughs> send it out as a mandatory watch during work and see if anybody uh, gets the message. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I, there's a reasonable chance that I could high five someone if I set, put my mind to it. Okay, well that's your challenge. We'll tune in next week to see if Joe high five. No, I'm just kidding. Wow, Joe, I have to say this. We spent almost as long as I spend recording my full episodes just on this bonus episode. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I haven't watched many Pixar shorts, so it was a good time. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate you. And there will be more bonus content where this came from. Let me know what you're looking for in this bonus content. I'd love to hear. I'm planning on doing a couple episodes on some non-Pixar films for bonus content, but also I'm going to keep doing stuff on shorts, might do something on the TV shows that Pixar has started to put out. So yeah, let me know your thoughts. Let me know what you're interested in and let me know if you think this guy Joe was any good or not. So yeah, I'll have to ask uh, one of my Mike Wazowski supporters if he was any good. But Yeah, um, I think I was great. <laughs> There you go. Except for maybe not being as loud as Porter, but there not many people can be. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, we're going to head out. We're going to play some board games. I'm going to up that score. It's not going to be five to two for much longer. It's going to be more like 10 to two. It's going to be like Jerry crushing Jerry. And hope you all had a good time listening. Any closing thoughts, Joe? Um, no. All right. See y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Hope you had fun. <laughs>